Storytelling. Moments in time. The things we don't want to forget. Details that are etched in our souls are every day. Teaching. Artists who want to share their passion for telling the stories of their lives so you can better tell the stories of yours. Sharing. A space and place to share your work, be inspired, motivated, supported, and learn from one another. Community. A group for photographers run by photographers. We welcome you to this community. Welcome to Hello Storyteller Podcasts. I'm Megan Boggs, a natural light, lifestyle, outside-the-box, emotive photographer, and mom of two sweet girls based out of Tulare, California. And I'm Melissa Ortendahl, a natural light, lifestyle, and documentary photographer based in central Massachusetts. Be the first to know about all of our upcoming educational opportunities, blogs, podcasts, mini-lesson tutorials, and more. Make sure to check out our website at www.hellostoryteller.com and sign up for our mailing list to receive all the exciting new updates. Everybody and welcome to today's episode of Hello Storyteller Podcasts. Um, it is Melissa here, and I am so excited to welcome Haley Betzner to our podcast today. Hi, Haley. Hey. So we've been trying to get this organized together. It feels like <laughs> for months at this point. Um, the fall is just such a busy season for everybody with shooting and families and traveling and whatnot, but I'm really excited that we were able to make this work tonight, and we're just, I'm super excited to have you here, because I have all kinds of questions for you. Oh, good. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for having me. I am really excited. You have such a good, um, like, podcast radio voice, too, by the way. Thank you. I know if I listen to myself, I'll be like, oh, my God. (laughs) You have a good voice. Thank you. You know what's funny is that as a kid, like, I mean, not a kid, but, like, teenager, I always wanted to have, like, a radio show. (laughs) Look at you. See? And now it's kind of happened, which is great which is it is good. yeah so thank Meant you it is yes this is great so Haley, um there was a, a bunch of reasons as to why we wanted to have you on um i'm gonna say we even though it's just me talking because it is my sure. so um there was a bunch of reasons why we wanted to have you on the show um and i will be honest with you that one of those reasons is kind of self-serving and that's because just recently, very, very recently, like within the last year, um, I have started to kind of get back into shooting film. And so you are kind of one of the first film photographers that I followed on Instagram. Oh, really? Yes. And I was trying to see like, you know, like on Facebook, you can kind of see like when you became like friends with somebody. So I was like trying to look back, but you can't really, it's just not easy to do it on Instagram. So I was like, I'm just scroll back like a million years to figure out the first time. Because I'm pretty sure I messaged you. I was like, so I know nothing about film. What would you suggest use for a camera? And you were so sweet. You responded to all of my questions. Um, Aww. So, which was really great. So I followed you for a while and um, I've always loved your work and the thought I, I, I have so many questions, but sure. I'm, I'm I'm continuously amazed that you shoot weddings on film because the thought of that just makes me break out in hives. <laughs> and I so... will be honest with that part. That <laughs> wedding time is the only time I do incorporate digital. Right. Um, I will say portrait time 
is always film for me. I have a great second shooter that does digital backups during that time, but oh, ceremony um, yeah. is usually some digital. Unless I've got just crazy great light, then I will do film as well. But I mean, you know, since you know some stuff about film, you know the cost factor. Right. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> wedding days, if that yeah. could get a little crazy. Yeah. So we'll get to that because I've got all kinds of questions yeah. about that. Um, but I would like to kind of start back at the beginning to get a little bit more of your kind of backstory of um, did you start out in like film or did you start digital and then switch over to film or kind of how did you get into being a film photographer? I'd love to hear more about that. I started 100% digital never in my life had shot film. I had some people that I followed on Instagram and just other social media outlets that shot film. And I always found it super interesting. I feel like I'm an old soul at heart anyway. And I always loved that just like, is nostalgic the right word? Feel to film. Um, and I had some close friends start dabbling in film and I was like I'm gonna go for this too so I kind of learned along with some other friends and we all have gone our kind of separate ways in how we do things with it because film is just so fun you can do so many different things with it and I we were just I'm just self-taught I've just learned it's very much uh film is very hard to mess up once you start it and I know that sounds maybe not true, but it is true. And it's, and it's a lot of practice. So that's what we did. We just went out and shot, started with 35 millimeter and worked, worked up to medium format. Yeah. I haven't yet dabbled in medium format because I just like, so this is a little bit of my backstory. So I shot film, you know, because I had, it was in school before digital was a thing (laughs) because I'm old. So, um, so I shot film, with it was the very first like real camera I ever got my parents got me this Canon rebel something or other uh, that I still have it's on a shelf somewhere um that I shot film so all of my college and a good portion of grad school for me which had said which had nothing to do with photography but um was all shot on film and then I moved to digital and then just probably like it was probably this time last year that I was going to be attending a conference out in Utah and I was going to be taking a film workshop. And I thought, well, Melissa, (laughs) you should probably dust that film camera off and see how it goes. Mm -hmm. And I attempted to use my old, like real old Canon Rebel and it was like not having it. So I ended up purchasing um, a newer like Canon Rebel 2000, I think, or something. Um, and then, yeah, I threw a, a roll of film in there and I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And it was, it's, but what I've loved about the process of kind of getting back into film is I think a lot of people that shoot digital all the time, and maybe you experience this when you shot digital too, is I am a chronic overshooter. Um, like it's very out of control and I need to figure out a way to reel it in, um, But what I loved about film, what I love about film is that I'm so much more intentional with my shots um, because every time I click the, click the camera, I'm like, whoop, there's a dollar. (laughs) Yes. Yes, exactly. I would say that's one of my top two, three favorite things about film is it has transformed me as a photographer completely because I anticipate moments so much more. And like you said, I am so much more intentional 
with my work and what I photograph now than what I was before. So like if I do need to shoot digital, um, the way I've shot with film has completely changed the way I shoot digital too. So I, that has transferred over to my digital work. If I have to do it on a wedding day or something, it is not thousands of photos to call through. It's much less because of that intent is there because of film. Right. And it just, I think it makes you, I just feel it makes me a much more observant photographer. Um, Very much so. And I definitely agree. Like just paying more attention to, so paying so much more, which sounds funny because like you should always be paying attention to light when you're taking pictures. But, um, you know, when you know that you're going to be able to do post editing to them, um, especially mm-hmm. when you're shooting raw and digital, I feel like you get a little bit lazy sometimes and you're like, no, nah, I'll just fix that later. Um, yeah. But with the film, I'm like, no, <laughs> I need to make sure I'm doing this at least sort of right, you know, yes. in camera. Um it depends what lab. I don't know if you have questions for me later about that, yeah. but I do edit my film. It's funny because sometimes I get, because the way I get them back is like a digital file right. from our lab. Um, and I do edit them sometimes and sometimes I don't have to at all. That's the great thing about film too. You know, Oh my gosh. Just- the first time I got scans back, I, cause I got really nervous. So I went to this, <laughs> I went to this workshop out in Utah and, um, we were on this cre- incredible, you know, places we don't have here in Massachusetts of this a beautiful place called Antelope Island. And we, I was taking, and I just, I threw, um, a roll of not even like professional grade film, <laughs> It was like mm-hmm. just consumer stock, like in my camera. And I just kind of shot and was like, nah, I hope something turns out. And then the next day I took a workshop with Stephanie Bryan and was like, oh, okay. So pretty much nothing is going to come out on that roll of film. So cool. And then shot like four more rolls of film during the conference and then came home and shot like two more. And then my, and then Meg's like, have you sent your film in yet? And I'm like, no. <laughs> She's like, why have you not sent it? I'm like, I'm really like, the people at Indie Labs are going to, they're going to laugh when they get this from Like, who took this? A no, five-year-old? But I'll tell you what, scan day is like Christmas. It sure is. Yeah. And I love the finality of when like a session or whatever is over or a role is finished. You can't, you know, when I shot digital years ago, I would run home, feel like I needed to get a preview out or something. Like, I love how you're done with the shoot. Yeah. And then it's a wait. And like you said, scan day is like Christmas. Um, and that's the thing, what you said, people like, like even I love that you said you just threw a consumer stock in because those are my favorite stocks to shoot, even with clients. And that's another amazing thing with film. Like even the cheapest of the cheap film can give you the best look ever. And I think people overthink it a lot in the beginning, especially, mm-hmm. you know, like they need to follow specific rules and go with specific things and equipment and stuff. And that is just not the case. And it's the longer you in, I'm excited for you because the longer you practice with it, the more you'll like find what you like the best and stuff. Cause it's different for everybody. It's so true. And it's funny because I've, you know, I've kind of been getting a role here and a role there of different things. And like everybody was talking about portrait, 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 portrait. And then I shot my first little portrait. And I was like, I hate every picture on this role. And yeah. part of it was under underwhelming. Yeah. Course, and part of it was like where I was shooting because <laughs> it was just not yeah. a good, but like the, but I'm telling Kodak gold is like my favorite 
yes, stuff to shoot. Stuff. I'm like, this is amazing. And then I accidentally put a roll of Ektar in my camera when I was doing a workshop. Oh, that's my favorite. One of my favorites. And I was like, oh, I don't, I didn't think I, I thought I grabbed another roll of portrait, but it's not, it's Ektar. And so I'm going to, well, we'll just hope for the best. And like, it was not ideal lighting situation for it. And I was like, you have to have the good light for that. (laughs) But I'll tell you what, like the colors that popped from that and like the family, the color that they were wearing was just so amazing that I was like, this was a happy accident. And I feel like every time I shoot film and I get a scan back, that's like halfway decent. I'm like, that was just lucky (laughs) at this point. I don't think there's, I can't really take any credit for any kind of skill in it at this point, but, um, (laughs) but yeah, it's, it's so much of like, just kind of like trial and error and just kind of saying, okay, you know what, I'm going to shoot this and we're going to kind of see how it goes. And I haven't yet used any medium format, but that's the next kind of thing on my, on my list. Um, but I would, love to know kind of because you are lifestyle as well and so I you know I find like when I'm shooting because I've shot mostly my own children and then Mm -hmm. in a couple of what I would consider to be controlled environments like (laughs) I was at a workshop yeah (laughs) so the families and the kids were like better well behaved more behaved than like your typical you know family session so the thought like the thought of going into a family session and shooting only film does leave me with a a high level of anxiety, not as much as thinking about shooting a wedding, but I would just like to know, um, you know, kind of how you go into those sessions and how, first of all, like, I feel like the dialogue with clients about film might be interesting, especially if they've never really worked at this, at this point, I think, because so many photographers are digital still, I feel like film is making a resurgence, but it's still not like a. Yeah. It depends what area you're in. Like Indiana, it is not a thing. Yeah. It's not in the Northeast either. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Because our light is, you know, when the more on the West coast, say for instance, you've got film photographers everywhere because they have a lot more pretty light throughout the year. So I'm just curious, like, how does that dialogue happen with clients when you're like, oh, I shoot film? Are they like, "Mm, really? Or how does that work? Or It's funny. Sometimes they don't notice even or care, which baffles me, which is so weird to me. I had a like a couple recently and this guy, one of the guy was just like, I'll be honest. I don't even I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't even know there was a difference. (laughs) And I was like, really? Usually I break the ice at the beginning, like especially with kids around, like, because they're like, what's that? And a lot of times kids want to see the back of your camera because they're so used to that. You know, so I always break the ice and I'll say, did you guys know that I shoot film? And half the time they'll say, yeah. And some, a lot of times they'll say no. Um, And I'll just kind of explain the process with it um, a little bit. But sometimes people just, they just don't care yeah it's so funny it's so you know because we that's something we care about so much and it's (laughs) they're like whatever they're like oh yeah they're like okay and I have a light meter a lot right that that is an odd thing for people that's honestly that thing is what I have to explain the most right like what is I have to hold up (laughs) yes and I'm like this is what you know it measures my light so I can't so I expose it so you can see your face it's it's a really easy little transition process in order I know that if I were to shoot digital, it wouldn't even be a thing, obviously. Right. But with film, I do like to, because I like them to know the process, too. Yeah. Like, this will be, like, sent out, and I'll get it back probably at this time, and that's when I'll post a preview, which 
that takes the pressure off me, you know, right. like we said earlier. Well, and I think, and then the editing aspect too, I mean, that alone would be enough to convince me to change to film entirely. Cool. And it was interesting because I know that just recently you had up um, a whole bunch of stories about like editing, like, going through the editing oh, process geez, of film. My marathon, and, um, that took forever. which I'm always like, I want to see what other people do because I have found like I think the first like maybe I don't know that first like scan that I got back at like six rolls. I feel like I went in and I was like, okay, I'm gonna like tweak this and kind of see. And then after that, I was like, no, I actually just kind of like it the way it is. I'm gonna make a couple of like random adjustments to like the contrast or whatever and then we're just gonna kind of leave it because gosh skin tones are so pretty on film yes oh goodness (laughs) skin tones and the no need for editing those two things are i think enough to convince anybody to get really good at film Because I feel yes. like you must get a lot of time back in terms of, like, I'm just thinking about, like, my fall, like, all the sessions I shot this fall, and how much more time yeah. I would have had if it was on film and not digital. Yes, I had a huge stretch of um, sessions this fall in, like, a two-week time frame, mm-hmm. and I even told, I mean, I have to finish this wedding I'm working on that's going to go out this week and I'll be caught up before Christmas and years passed. That would have never happened. I got all of those out in such a short time. The editing and the calling, obviously, because, you know, there's either 16 or 30 something usually photos that roll and the calling and the editing all together. It's just so much, so much easier. Once you get the, it does take a while to find your flow of just like it would with digital, but to find your way of editing, uh, what you like, all of that kind of stuff. I mean, that did take a while and it took me a while to find exactly what I wanted from the specific lab I use and everything like that. So, and the way that my films film is scanned, it's definitely a process, but once you like reach that comfortable point, you're, it's, it's so nice. Right. Which I think is, is, still the same whether you're shooting film or digital you yeah. get to a point where you're like oh this is how I want it to look and now I know that this is what I need to do to get it that way whether that's through like remember photoshop or whether that's through talking with your lab and figuring out you know what kind of scanner you want it on and yeah what kind exactly. of you know edits you want them to do to it versus coming back um and you doing the editing there so how do you approach a session like a family session and then I want to talk a little bit more about weddings um but because I find that, you know, I, as I mentioned before at the beginning of this, I am an overshooter um, because I'm always like, oh, I want to make sure I get that moment. And then I find like when I'm shooting film like with my own children, I'm much more like sit back and kind of wait and anticipate. But I wonder how that dynamic works like in a family session or setting. I will start answering this question by saying that when I started shooting families on film or even my own kids on well at the time I only had my daughter but I started for like with 35 millimeter mm-hmm. um, I have a Nikon f100 you can use your digital I can use my digital lenses on yeah. it um, it's very fast so you have to be careful you know right. <laughs> <laughs> that you're not like da, 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 with the film but it shoots and focuses very quickly yeah. and so with a medium format camera, the focus is a little bit trickier and it's slower. I feel like that was probably the best decision I ever made in terms of transitioning into being a completely, you know, all my sessions for families are completely on film. 
And I don't know if I would have been able to do it as easily if I hadn't have done that first. Right. Because that just like, it slowed me down, but not in a way that was crazy different than digital. Yeah. And with using my digital lenses, I can go down a lower F stop, meaning more light can come in. So if I'm inside, I don't know if you get where I'm yes. going if I'm doing digital. Like it was just a little, or when I'm doing lifestyle, it was just a little easier. Um, but the way I approach them now is I just, I feel like I just approach a session um, on the level that the, whatever level the kids are at, yeah. first of all, if we've got some shy kids, I am, I am pretty timid and chill. I don't, I just kind of follow them around, befriend them that way. If we've got some crazy kids, I get a little bit more on their level and I'm playful, but I just feel like I've gotten to the point where I'm really good at anticipating what people are going to do after I tell them to do something. Right. So I'm telling people to, um, say for instance, I'm telling a child, can you please go grab mommy's dress for me? And I'm not actually photographing them grabbing the dress. I'm photographing them having the dress and then maybe looking back at me. Like I'm, I'm always waiting. I've got that focus point, but then I'm waiting for their reaction for, to what I tell them to right. do. And I, I follow that with pretty much all of my work. And I think that's just helped me with film. I'm, I'm just waiting and I'm not going to lie. Obviously, every role has out of focus shots. That's the biggest pain with film because right. you know now and then you'll get a complete 100% keeper on a role, but that's not definitely not always. But I'm still I'm think, still waiting. I'm still waiting for there to be more than half. <laughs> oh, you'll get there for sure. I'm like, woo, 36 frames and 12 are keepers. It's a good day. It's a good scan day. <laughs> Of course, when it's like my own kids, I'm like, nah, I don't care if they're out of focus. I like them better that way. Yeah, and sometimes the out of focus are really nice. Yeah, that's true. I even with even in digital, sometimes I'm including things in people's galleries. I'm like, they're probably being like, does she realize that she put this in here? And I'm like, no, I did intentionally put that really weird, blurry out of focus one in there because I kind of like it. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, those are the good ones, too. So. Did you, so I know you said you started 100% digital and were you shooting weddings at that time as well? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So did you feel like the transition to shooting weddings on film was as kind of easy as it was getting into families or did that bring a little bit more? Because as I mentioned before, (laughs) it feels very Mm -hmm. stressful to me um, as a wedding photographer as well. And so I'm just curious, like, how do you even go in and prepare? Like, how how many rolls of film do you bring with you? Because I'm always like, how do you anticipate what you're going to need? throughout the day for a wedding or for film or or family or for wedding in particular so (sighs) weddings are I'm trying to think when I started shooting film I incorporated just a couple roles for like the first couple weddings Mm. that I shot you Mm -hmm. know and just did some portraits on film I've always had a second shooter and she's been, I don't I think she's been with me most of the time I've shot film and I trust her greatly and I you know I always have had that person like so when I shot film in the beginning I'd be like please make sure that you stand next to me just in case right. <laughs> something you know and I didn't go overboard but once I got when once you start realizing like okay I, I know what I'm doing you know right it, it just it's just a switch it's yeah. just a click and you are comfortable doing it it's like you can almost see what the photo is going to look like when you know what the stock looks like. Yeah. Like you know your lighting situation. And now 
it, so like that's another good question that you asked me about how many roles. So for instance, the last wedding I shot was a November wedding and we had less time. It was colder and there's a lot of other factors I don't need to bore you with, but I knew lighting wise and everything about the day, I probably wouldn't be shooting as much. So I only brought, you know, I always have at least two boxes of film, like two five packs. And so I brought two roll, two packs, whereas other days or other things, I might bring four packs. You know what yeah. I mean? It just depends on my schedule. Um, so then how many kind of images are you, like in a wedding, for example, like sending to a, a, to a couple in their gallery? I'm just out of curiosity. What would you say the number of like images how, in their gallery is? A total yeah. images or total film? Total like keepers that you send off to the couple between five and six hundred. Really, close closer to six hundred images on a wedding day. Yeah, film wise, yeah. that just varies a lot. Right, right, right. And I do shoot film a lot during ceremonies and receptions if I'm able to. A lot of photographers shoot film all day long, like with video lights and whatever. That's just not something I want to right. do. Um, but if I can shoot black and white during ceremony and film and or ceremony and a reception, I will definitely do it. Especially like first dances and yeah. stuff. Yeah. They're just dreamier looking. They are. I mean, and it's more my thing. And I'll be honest with the wedding scene, I, I am I shot like thirty weddings last year. Ooh. And this year I I capped it at ten. And next year I'm capping it eight, nine. Mm-hmm. And I think that'll be my my number from now on. Yeah. Around eight eight ish. Yeah, I did seven this past year. Um which was new for me because weddings are kind of a new thing for me. So I'm hoping to, to do a few more, but I would, I, it's funny because I feel like I, especially this past from like April on, I always had my film camera in my bag, like in my camera bag with the intention of like during a family session, during a wedding that I pull it out and start shooting. And then I get to completely distracted and I'm like, dang it. <laughs> it's yes, sitting in my I bag know. the whole time. <laughs> um, but I have, um, I have a bunch of sessions lined up for next year that I'm excited to be like, no, I'm going to intentionally like have it out so I can grab it and just start incorporating. Cause I think like you said, you know, just starting to kind of, I mean, I don't know if I would make the switch entirely, although the thought of it is really kind of enticing sometimes, but, um, but just, I feel like incorporating it, you know, even like half a roll or a roll into my kind of session flow, I think would be a good kind of, way to get more comfortable with that oh gosh yeah I mean yeah and like you said just do something to remind yourself this is so funny this is how I had to be fully immersed so I went to a lifestyle session with that exact mindset like I have this film camera I'm gonna just try to shoot like half a roll or something see what happens well this is crazy I had two digital cameras (laughs) on me one of them the battery the battery was completely dead when I thought it was charged. Oh no! And the other, the camera, the shutter would not fire. Oh my gosh! The battery was charged and it wouldn't fire. And the other digital camera couldn't take the same battery, so I had no choice. Oh my gosh! I I could have, you know, yeah. said like, oh, I've got a problem, but I just didn't. I just <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just shot the whole thing on film, and so I was at puke status. I'm sure. <laughs> thinking but in my head I knew so many people had told me film is hard to mess up if you overexpose right it's just really hard to mess up if you overexpose and I shot that whole thing um 
inside on film and it was so great and that just it just did it for me I'm like when I got this yeah when I got him back I was like okay this is it and I'm yeah and from that point on I I just ran with it oh that's amazing I kind of I kind of wish that would that's a really good way to kind of force you it just means that I have to start carrying it with me all the time though because it's definitely not it's been in a bag for the last couple of months unfortunately um but I just ordered some film yes to yesterday. I ordered some film yesterday because I was out. Um, I have one. I have a roll of black and white film that I haven't. I've been too scared to put in my camera that I haven't shot yet, and a roll <laughs> of Ektar that I probably won't be able to use until next summer because it's dark here at basically three o'clock in the afternoon. So, shoot it in the snow. Really? Yes, Ooh. with some colors. Like put your kids in some fun colors and go shoot that. That I can do. I got snow all winter. Yes. <laughs> There you go. You'll love that. Ooh, perfect. So what would you say if someone was looking to get into film or start with film, what are some, maybe just a couple of, I know there's so much, but just a couple of things that you would suggest that somebody tries when they're first trying, like trying out film, what are some, some tips or some, some suggestions that you would give to somebody that was brand new? Some tips I would have, like, I know people have certain photographers that they love and follow as we all do and have when we first start something in this industry, Mm -hmm. you know, one of my biggest tips would be that you don't have to follow everyone's rules. Yes. One of the biggest, I guess, rules, if I could put in quotation marks (laughs) that I was told is like, okay, these are, this is what professional is. And this is what, this is not professional. And I can't, I mean, And I did run with that a while. I felt like I had to get a medium format camera Mm -hmm. and shoot medium format because that was looked at as the professional. And it is professional grade film. But, you know, at this point, I still shoot just as much 35. And I still shoot all these consumer stocks that people told me, oh, my gosh, like they... Not just me, but they like kind of made, I've seen in groups, you know how that goes. Just people like, oh my gosh, you can't shoot Lomo during a client session, Lomography. And that's one of my favorite films. You just can't, you just got to find what you like. So don't listen to the noise and just Mm. stay, just try things for yourself. Um, And I'm so glad that I've done that because a lot of my favorite stuff isn't, I guess, the most popular things to shoot in the film world at all. Yeah. So that's one thing. Um, Another thing would be, Equipment is not does not um, matter in the film world nearly like it does in digital. Right, because it's just advancing the film forward. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's like a light box. Yeah, you have to think of it that way. The in film, the the gear that helps determine the look of your final image the most is your lens. You know, it, the the camera body itself is just like a light transfer. Right. And so people always ask like, well, I need this. I have to have a contacts. I have to have this. Mm -hmm. I have to, I'm like, not really. You could go on eBay and buy a $35, you know, 35 millimeter camera. That's what I did. It still works (laughs) and learn. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, and just practice, go to Walgreens and buy Mm -hmm. some Superior or Kodak Gold or whatever and overexpose google youtube and that's yes. pretty much it yeah it's funny i have um i was so i was shooting a, a session on the beach which i don't do a ton even though i live you know not too too far from the water and i was out of 
all of my film. And so I literally went into Walmart and I bought Fuji <laughs> Superior film with the yes. intention to shoot it. And then, of course, I completely forgot because I got distracted. But um, I have that sitting in front of me right now because I was going through figuring out what I had left for film before I ordered more. And I was like, oh, I have two rolls of Fuji. I should probably shoot that. <laughs> yes. At some point. Is it here. Superior? It is. Yeah, that one's a pretty one. Yeah, an Ektar here, and I've got this Ilford black and white that I need to not be so scared of to put in my camera and start shooting. I've had that for, like, months. Is that 400 Ilford? It is. That one is the, is such a great film. I'm a little nervous about it, though. I'm like, I want to make it's sure. It's so versatile. <laughs> is it? It's 35 mm It is, yeah. Right? Yep. So... Without going into, like, the technicalities of everything, <laughs> if you're shooting medium format, that film, you can shoot in such dark situations and get the most beautiful images ever. Ooh. Ilford 400. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to that, but that film is so great. It's great on 35, too. Yeah, so I'm excited. I had to just do it and not be so scared of it. Yeah. It's just, sometimes just get yourself over that hump of, like... You did actually take some halfway decent film shots, Melissa, like over the summer. <laughs> so yes. you could you could get back into that headspace again. And I like it for this time of year, too, when, you know, my season kind of slows down because everyone's hunkered down for the winter. And then I can just focus on shooting my own family again. And then the pressure is really off there because I'm not worrying so much about any like shooting for clients and I'm just shooting for myself. And then I'm not as like stressed out about it. <laughs> yeah, and I, no, I get that. I say that, but... I kind of, I, one of the things that I've really loved about getting back into film is this, I feel like it has given me such a different perspective on just, you know, being a photographer and, and just how I shoot and what I think about and what I look for. And it really, it's challenging. And I like that a lot about it. Um, even though I know that it is hard to mess it up. Um, I find it like challenging within myself to be like, doing this and wanting to be proficient at it and wanting to be good at it. And I think you all, we all need something, especially if we've been in the field for a while to kind of get our juices flowing again. And that's kind of what this film journey has been for me. And so I'm so thankful to have people like you out there that are, that are really fantastic at it to kind of be inspired by. And you're always so gracious with all my millions of questions. Anytime. I don't mind. Yeah. Anyone that listens to this, if you ever want to reach out, I don't care at all. Um, I would, I love to help people. Like everyone has been at the beginning at some point. Um, but what you just said about, um, what the whole film process does for you, that is exactly what it was for me. I am the kind of person that gets bored extremely easily. Uh And I was, I loved, I thought my work was great when it was digital. I I feel, this sounds crazy, but I feel like my work was the best it really had ever been. And then I decided to start shooting film and it was like, I was starting, you know, over in a way, but it continually challenges me, even though I know what I'm doing when I'm shooting film, like trying new stocks. Um, I just got this cheap, like $20 Holga camera in I didn't know what that was going to turn out like. I mean, it's just little new things all the time, all the time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it'll be like that for a really long time to come. Yeah. So it's the same. It's perfect for that. It's amazing. So one of the other things that I wanted to give you just a couple minutes to talk about too, is that you, I'm so jealous. 
are hosting a workshop. So I'd love to hear a little more about what this is going to be, because I know it's not necessarily just for film photographers, but I think most of, if not all of the photographers that are doing this are film-based photographers, and you can obviously correct me if I'm wrong, but um, I'd love to hear a little bit more about where this idea came from and kind of what the thought process is behind that workshop. Yeah, you know, so we're all just like good friends. Um, And we've, it's me and... Casey Lostetter, Annie Groves, and Kelsey Schwenk, and we all live on different corners of the country, <laughs> basically. Annie actually lives in Hawaii, but right. we wanted to do something that would bring people confidence, yeah. not just in shooting film, but in terms of like interacting with clients, posing clients, like all of that stuff. It's very non-styled shoot-ish, yes. if that makes yes. sense. It's going to be extremely real life based as close to real as it can be. And we're just very, very focused on community. Um, We want this to be something that everyone just comes together, like makes new friends. It's just, it's just going to be really, really great. We have um, film and digital people interested. It's not just for film shooters. We have all shot digital. I think I think all of us started digital and switched over, mm-hmm. I believe so, which is kind of crazy, really. It's going to be more on the um, family-focused, I think, yeah. on the family-focused mm-hmm. side. But there will be a lot of couple interaction and things like that. And then we're all just open books. We're all super friendly, super laid back. It's just going to be a really good time, I hope. Yeah, so what's it called? And It's called The Rad Workshop. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And uh, yeah. what are the dates? It's September 15th through the 18th. There it is. Um, what's cool about the way we've priced it is for the price, it's all foods included. The place that we're staying is included. But we want the process when you get there to be as easy as possible. Yeah. And we just want it to be really laid back. And we say it's a tax deductible vacation. Absolutely. Too, so come on. <laughs> Yeah, that's spectacular. Check it out because registration is open for the Rad Workshop. If you have ever wanted to work with some really amazing photographers, you should totally yes, check and we, it out. We all have a very different um, f- workflow with film, the way we attack shooting film, mm-hmm. the way we um, work with our clients. We're all very different. And so that's another reason why we chose to maybe do something together because we feel we can offer different things from all different places in in this whole film world and i will say that having attended a film workshop which was literally like two hours on one day i gained so much more information just by like literally standing next to stephanie and being like what are you doing now what are you doing now what are you doing now (laughs) that i think if you are someone that has um an interest in in learning more about film than being with film photographers is the way to go. Um, and of course they can all teach you so many more amazing things about photography in general. Um, Cause it's not just for film photographers, but if that is something that you are interested in learning more about going to a workshop like this would be a fantastic setting to do that um, to really get yes. that knowledge and ask your questions and I just think like, I think a lot of photographers are visual learners and hands-on learners just because of the nature of what we do. And so I think a workshop setting is just the best way to learn. I agree so much with that. And even 
I do offer, this isn't something I put out into the world often. I do offer one-on-one mentoring all the time um, because (laughs) of what you just said, even if it's through Skype, I feel like there's so much to film that you may not realize until you're actually like loading the camera Mm -hmm. or going through the processes of getting stuff developed. And there's just so many little things that are almost in your mind opposite of digital that you just think of. And I think having someone to interact with while you're going through the motions of it is really important too. Absolutely. That's a good point. Awesome. Well, Haley, thank you so, so much for taking some time out of your evening tonight um, to speak with me and to be a part of our podcast. We're so excited to to have learned from you and gotten some more information. And it's just been great talking to you tonight. I thank you so much for asking me. That was so nice of you. I do want to let people know where they can find you. So if you can let our listeners know where on social media they can find you so they can follow you if they're not already doing that, which they should, they need to follow you. So um, just let us know where they can find you. On Instagram, Instagram's probably where I'm the most active right now. Mm -hmm. And it's just Haley Betzner Photography. It's spelled a little funky. Um, do you want me to spell it? Yeah, why don't you spell it out? (laughs) Okay. H-A-L-E-E-B-E-T-Z-N-E-R photography. Yes. And then um, I do have a Facebook business page as well. And my website is HaleyBetzner.com. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much. And everyone that's listening, we hope that you have a fantastic rest of your night. Thanks. Thanks, everyone. Hey Storytellers, our Academy is officially open for enrollment. Yay! Check out the amazing courses we have to offer available in 2019. And as an extra bonus for being such supportive listeners, you can receive 10% off your course or membership enrollment by using the discount code HSACADEMY10 at checkout. Can't wait to see your story unfold, friends.